Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. And we are back with this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It is time for GSU ENI Radio, broadcasting live here from the Georgia State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. First up on this episode, we have with us the good folks from Deliver Her Fem Care, Miss Dia Davis and Shantae Knox. Welcome back to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Now, Shante, you brought your partner in crime here, Dia. I did. So you got the whole dream team. <laughs> so tell us, uh, for the listeners who aren't aware, tell us about Deliver FemCare. How are you serving folks? All right. So Deliver FemCare is a personalized um, menstrual care solution uh subscription service. We've also created a new absorbent menstrual cup for use by women during their cycle as an alternative to tampons. So uh, that product has been patented and we're working on our, our final prototype. <laughs> we're working on our final prototype as we speak. And you're doing that because you're involved in a big event coming up. Absolutely. We're involved in the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund Demo Day, demo which is day. really big for us. Yes, And that's a chance for people to see your product. Lots of famous judges Absolutely. And from all over the place are coming down just to see this. Yes, you they're going to be cohort uh, folks. A lot of big name players, uh, decision makers for um, some from Kimberly Clark, I hear um, Target. So we're looking for manufacturing and distribution partners for well, this this go round. And then Dia, tell us about your involvement in the company. Well, as I like to say, Shantae is the visionary person. Right. <laughs> she is uh, the end to end solution in terms of how we. Uh, really create a product that is uh, for women and by women. And with that, I am more of operational in terms of the day-to-day of how we uh, get the product to market and really are able to make it a business. And I think those forces together really allow us to create a company and a business outside of just being prepared for a competition, but an overall organization that we want to really be a multi-billion dollar company, as we like to say. So how did you two meet? Well, we met through uh, our advisor, Dr. Mon Louis. Mm -hmm. She teaches entrepreneurship and innovation. Dia was a student of hers. And I met Dr. Mon Louis at um, an entrepreneurship event. Mm -hmm. I just showed up. I was a student at Georgia State. And I was like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. And I'd like to know what you guys are doing here. I'm here. (laughs) Right. You guys Um, talk about this a lot. Exactly. So what are you going to do for me? So I talked to her about my product, my idea, uh, the vision I had to commercialize it and bring it to market. And she took me under her wing. So she suggested that I enter the eFest competition, which was uh, last year in April. We won, by the way. <laughs> uh, she suggested that. And one of the requirements for entering the competition was to have a partner. Oh, you had so, to have somebody else. Mm-hmm. So before meeting Dia, I was doing everything Yourself? by myself. I was like, I was determined to bring this product to market and come hell or high water, I was going to make it happen. And when she introduced me to Dia, uh, it was like kismet. Really? So you clicked right away? We clicked. We clicked. Mm -hmm. I had interviewed maybe about 20 other people. Really? Yeah. So you were looking for someone? Well, no, it was through for the competition. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was, and Dr. Monlouis introduced me to a few people. I'm also a member of GSU Launch, so I was interviewing people there. 
And for one reason or another, it was it just didn't work with other people. But when I met Dia, uh, we actually met over the phone. Dr. Mon Louise said, I have the perfect person for you. And she gave Dia the phone. We talked, and I was like, yeah, I want Dia. And <laughs> so what did you say, Dia, that kind of made this happen? Well, well f- the funny story behind that is I was in the middle of taking an exam, and I was um, on campus, but I took a bathroom break, and Dr. Mon Louise saw me and stopped me before I was going to the bathroom. And she was like, hey, I need you for something. Are you available in April? And I was like, uh, for yeah, what? Right. And so she explains the competition, and she's like, but I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a patented product. And, da, 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 and she just goes on about it. And I was like, and well, you were in the middle of a test. Right. I was in the middle of a test. <laughs> and I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I was like, uh, perfect timing. Um, but I said, okay, you know what? I want to meet her. I think that'll be great. So I ran back to my class, finished my exam, went back to Dr. Maluli's class. And then immediately I got on the phone with Shantae and we just connected. And I think that um, Shantae actually showed up to an event and I was actually in Dr. Maluli's on Dr. Maloui's class at the time, trying to, you know, get all the information about being an entrepreneur. And I think there's areas where Shantae just naturally is an entrepreneur and I had to grow into entrepreneurship. So she f- is the fuel behind the vision and really through and through being an entrepreneur. And then I had to say to myself, okay, I know that I need someone who's a visionary and I can do things operationally, but where is the vision? And so when I met uh, Shantae, I think it was kismic because I was searching for her without knowing I was searching for her. And so I think that's why a lot of our passion is driven into what we do as entrepreneurs and creating something that's going to be, you know, changing, life changing for both of us and for the women that we serve. And then this is a situation where you each stay in your lane, right? Like you're, yeah. Yeah. you, you have a superpower and, and Dia, you have a superpower and mm-hmm. you just stay focused on that and everything will take care of itself as right. long as you're working together. Absolutely. Shantae will say, oh, that's me. And then sometimes she'll be like, no, that's Dia. Like, Dia <laughs> yeah. does it. We're, we're, we're exactly alike, but so different. It's yeah. like we click on the right levels, on the right elements where we need to click. Like Dia sees, she has the same passion for the vision that I have, right. which is, essential because somebody I interviewed said, well, I'm doing you a favor. And she was promptly dismissed. She was promptly dismissed. But Dia shares the same passion that I do, but we're so different. Like she has an analytical mind. I have an imaginative visionary creative right. mind. So it's like the tedious details. Dia enjoys that. So right. I love it. And I'm like, <laughs> This is giving me a headache. Yeah, right. In five minutes. You're <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you're so like, it's just like the parts that I'm not so happy about. She enjoys. Yeah. Right. And the parts that she just doesn't get. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I, yeah. I get it. When she right. gets something, I'll be like, oh, great. Cause I didn't get it. You know, I totally missed it. And I think when we were doing the first competition for EFES, we literally, it, we had only prepared for a couple of months. We had just met right. each other. But we were in the room together and I was like, okay, I'm going to stay up and work on the presentation. And Shantae says, okay, I'm going to meditate and go to sleep and see the vision. And I was like, okay. And so that was our thing. She was like, when she woke up the next day, she was like, okay, it's time. We have to do this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, I've done this, 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 and this until three o'clock in the morning. She was meditating and we came together. And then when we got on stage i think we we didn't even have some people were preparing for years right to be on there we had only had a couple of months to be on there it was and like I, a month it maybe. was like a month 30 yeah days. and even our script like our pitch 
we had only known it like for like two and a half weeks. We learned it on the plane <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to the competition. So I think when we were able to see our partnership just truly unravel and prepare for moments that would be life changing for us, we were like, oh, this is how we operate. And then it just has carried on throughout, you know, the life of our business. Right. So yeah. I visualize my yeah. I, like I like to begin with the end in mind. That's my motto. So I see the end. I'm like, what? is the outcome that I would like mm-hmm, right. all the way to the end. Right. So for me, my vision for this product is kind of like Bill Gates is with Microsoft. He wanted a computer in every home. And so I want this to be the preferred brand of menstrual care for every woman who has a cycle. Right. And so I'm like, what does that look like? That looks like testimonials, letters, and women saying, thank you so much for this product. It looks like me walking into CVS and seeing the product on store shelves. So I see that in my mind. Dia's like, well, how are we going to get there? (laughs) I'm like, what are the day-to-day processes to get there? I'm like, that's not for us to worry about. Hold the vision. I was like, can you trust me? And she's like, okay, yeah. I trust you. Now let's get to work. Right. It was so funny because for the EFES competition, she was like, very analytical. She's like, well, we need to do this. And I was like, well, I'm going to visualize us winning. She's like, but in order to win, you have to do this. I was like, well, you do that part. I'm going to visualize. Exactly. I'll be working on this other part here. So it's honestly balance. We, we balance each other. I think our communication improves over time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to say, okay, you do this. I do that. How do we, you know, really come to a as they say, compromise or a co-promise to make the vision of this company truly come to life. Now, uh, can you share with the listeners who are putting together their own team out there, mm-hmm. right? You have a visionary and uh, an integrator, somebody that's operationally minded, somebody who's kind of looking far out into the horizon mm-hmm. and someone who's looking right in front of their feet, mm-hmm. right? right? So you got to have right. both going at the same Absolutely. time. If we're both looking at our feet, we're never going to see where we want to go. Right. And if we're not, lo- if we're only looking where we want to go, we're going to trip over stuff all the time. Yeah. So you got to mm-hmm. work together. Um, how would you say, like, it took you, um, D- um, Shante, dozens of people before you found Dia. How, what are some, kind of tips to identify the idea for another entrepreneur idea share what it's like to identify that visionary because that takes a level of humbleness on your part because when Shantae says she's the creative one you're creative too right but it just kind of shows itself in a different way than her creativity mm-hmm. right. and then you can do some day-to-day stuff yes. or else you couldn't have moved the needle on the business at all Right. But you kind of realize your place in the organization. So how do you find each other? Because that seems to be a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, I think for me, it was realizing that I needed a team because I was a one woman show. So prior to and I think it was destined or meant for me to meet Dr. Mon Louis to enter the competition because that was a requirement and I really wanted to do it. Otherwise, I would have kept soldiering along on my own. But it took me to realize that in order to accomplish something great you can't do it by yourself you need a team and there's nothing wrong with having other people around you surrounding you to help you so realizing what your strengths are as well as your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and realizing the need for a team is I think the first step to realize that it's actually beneficial and once you realize that identify um, I guess the key things that makes a team great. So where I lacked, Dia is strong. And where Dia lacks, I'm strong. And so I think it's finding people that balance you out, like she said, finding people that um, exhibit the strengths that you need. 
that you realize and, mm-hmm. and it takes um I guess um a real non-judgmental look at yourself and say, hey, it's okay to not be strong in this area and find somebody that is. And then find people that are smarter than you to say, hey, yeah, I know you've done this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. but if you do this too, then it will, you know, much improve your business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was actually looking up a quote, but uh, Robert Woodruff, I was in a course last night for business communication and Robert Woodruff was brought up in terms of, you know, him being the president of Coca-Cola. And he said that the best leaders don't take credit for everything. They give credit when credit is due. They don't need their name on every single thing. They can be in the background and say, you know, I was a part of that, but I understand where the vision came from or who actually, you know, was able to imp- implement that better than maybe I could have. And so I think for me, I take pride in the fact that I represent Shantae well. I represent her vision well. And if we want to make history together, we can't butt heads and say, hey, I need my credit for this or I need my credit for that. You know, I'm okay with saying, you know, I struggle sometime with my creativity in terms of the vision. And she is able to meet me halfway and say, I got you. And so I think in a partnership, you have to find someone who's going to say, I got you. Don't worry about it. Like we got this together and not just like, well, I did this and you did that or, you know, that that you can't miss the mark on that communication. It has to be okay to give credit where credit is due. And it's it's okay to be in the background. So now how did you kind of um, get the trust level to where it had to be in order for you to really believe that each of you has the other's back? You remember there, did anything happen or did this happen kind of organically just when you met and you just started hanging out together? Well, no, with me, um, cause it, for like you, I, Shante, this, you were the founder. This is something you've been thinking about for a long time before right. you met Tia. So and with, to trust her, right. With your baby, <laughs> that probably was not the easiest thing in the world. Not the mm-hmm. easiest thing in the world, but I, um, I follow intuition. Um, and I, I read energy as well as action. So people can fix their mouths to say anything, but few follow through on their promises. So right. how I gauge my re- my relationships with people is if I say I'm going to do it, it's as good as done. And I expect the same thing in return. So when I meet someone and give a task or they tell me that they can do something, I don't like to repeat myself. So I'm not going to ask. If you say you can do it, then do it. I'm not going to remind you because if you want to do it, you're going to do it. I don't have to remind you to eat when it's time, when your belly's hungry. Right. So <laughs> I shouldn't have to. The same yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if it's something that you really mm-hmm. want to do, then you're going to follow up and you're going to do it. And with Dia, that is what she did. So there were tasks that needed to be completed for um, the pitch competition and with her, I didn't have to remind her to do different things. And then she would bring up additional things that could be done as well. So I saw that she was putting forth effort. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just me having to assign her task. Right. And she, she didn't was, have to be perfect. No, and it oh, wasn't. Yeah. It no. wasn't. But the thing was, and she was open to correction. And she would point out things that I was doing that weren't perfect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't so just it a was, yes man. It was more exactly. so like... Right okay, let's change this or let's do that. And I I like the fact that you brought up we're not perfect. Um, Even this weekend, I had a task that I was supposed to do. (laughs) I dropped the ball and I didn't. I think there was miscommunication on my end. And I had to be transparent and say, hey, I dropped the ball on that. I, I misunderstood it and I apologize. How do I correct it? 
versus just being like, well, it was on you or you could have did this or you could have did that. And Shantae was like, I could feel her being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, you, you missed that one. But mm-hmm. it was a quick recovery of, okay, I got this, you got that, we'll take care of it kind of thing. It's not like we just let a right. bump in the you road just block us or mess us up. Blame. You yeah, can't right. be in the blame game. You're in yeah. the problem solving game. Exactly. It Especially matter who when does we're it. we're building a legacy, and I think with legacy comes transparency. Mm-hmm. So we have to be transparent and say, "This is your strength. This is my strength. This is where I need your help. This is where you, you know, need my help." And this is how we come together. And if we're just transparent, I think we get so much farther, so much faster, because we have honest communication. Um, not only just professionally, even in our personal lives, because your personal life can affect your business. Right. So right. we have those conversation. What's going on outside of just deliver her in school? You know, are you okay? You know, are you okay? Is there anything I can help is there, with. Right. right. Is there things that I can help with? And I think that is overall how you come together and build a legacy because we do see ourselves as legacy players. Um, now talk about the, the main street uh, fund for a second. Uh, how has that experience helped the company grow? The main street entrepreneurship Seed Fund has helped us with, I guess, giving us direction towards um, building the infrastructure for the business, Mm -hmm. as well as giving us um, some needed funding to continue with the prototyping that we've done uh, to bring the product to market. We've also um, filed for two additional patents since becoming, you know, a part of the program and the assistance and guidance that we received from Dr. Monlouis, MK, and um, Janine, Jamine, 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 Jamine mm-hmm. um, has helped us tremendously. Uh, the guidance that they give us, the direction, they don't give us the answers. What they do is make us think mm-hmm. about our business, our business model, and give us options on how you want to do it. So when we first came in the program, we were thinking, hey, we could do direct-to-consumer, we can do wholesale, we could do uh, licensing, we can do a distribution, a manufacturing. It was so many different ways that we right. could, you know, take the business. And now we've, we've settled on, hey, for this demo day with the players that we're going to have in the audience that are going to be in attendance, our best route would be distribution and manufacturing partners because that's who's going to be there and we could definitely use that so if we gain that uh, let's say a distribution or manufacturing partnership with a kimberly clark or johnson and johnson that's like taking the express elevator instead of the stairs right to get to where we want to go and they helped you make it be aware of that and focus your attention on that Mm -hmm. rather than Spreading, spreading it, it on, on so many different, different things where yes. like two were the only one that mattered today. Yes. yes. And that helps a lot. That, Absolutely. That focus is when stuff gets done. Yeah. They helped us to streamline our focus. And I think the overall goal is to really not just be another competition, but more so be like I said, like you said, in that, that elevator to get us to where this is a real company. This is yeah. Commercializing. Right. We really have a product that is valuable for women in this world to experience. And I think when you see that, you know, once again, Shantae's the vision. So sometimes I need those presentations and those conversations to be like, okay, how, you know, and this is our, how, you know, how we make it uh, come to life. So it's, we're very appreciative. So now Dia, in your background, had you ever had your own idea for a, a business or a product that you were going to pursue outside of this? That Yes. So when I originally had a class with uh, Dr. Monlouis and entrepreneurship and innovation, I was doing, 
um, a swimwear line, a customized swimwear line, because I come from the Miss USA system and I understood that there were women who needed customized swimwear. So that was one of the biggest things that I started on as like, oh, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is fun. (laughs) Um, And one thing that I quickly realized is, A, you need a team. And B, going into my first competition, I did win that competition. But I think I was like, I need something more. Like, I, I, I love this idea. And I think it's something that I could come back to in the future. But I really wanted something that fulfilled a purpose for me that was going to kind of take me into a strategy that I felt um, was leading to something long term. And so when I met Shantae, I was like, this is it, this you is know. It had, a, this bi- is, it had yeah. a bigger why. It had a bigger, yeah. I wanted to impact women, and I know from coming from the Miss USA system, the things that we needed to compete and feel confident and comfortable in our swimwear went on stage. But I was like, I want something else, you know, mm-hmm. something bigger. Right. And uh, Shantae has always been the person that's like, well, you know, we can still do that one day. Right. And one day our store, our husband will store shelves and then we're going to have your swimwear. And then she just goes right. on and on and on. And I'm like, the vision is, I, I need consolidated vision. One vision is a time. <laughs> well, no, I already figured out. I was like, okay, so we can incorporate this exactly. as well. Right. This service. makes like, perfect yeah. sense. Right. Yeah. I was like, dear, this is what we get. She was like, yeah. Can we, like you said, can, can we, we focus we, on one vision right. at a time? I was like, but no, we can combine the vision. <laughs> the biggest exactly. thing she said was, well, don't let that dream die. And I was exactly. like, okay. okay. But I'll keep it over here. <laughs> keep it over here. But this is our baby now. Right. So we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll add other things there, but right. let's, we're going to do this. But she sees the whole thing. So right. I think that's one way that I trusted her. She was never like, your vision isn't big enough. She's like, right. I'll vision for both of us. Exactly. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. Cause I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> so yeah, that was where my trust factor came in with her. So now you're ready for this demo day. It's coming up. Absolutely. Fast. Always ready. Uh, yeah. I'm like, if you stay ready, you ain't never got to get, get ready. ready. Exactly. Good advice. That's a t-shirt right there. She has a pitch deck right now in her purse. Ready to go. In my head. In her head. In her I see purse, the vision. I see her shaking hands with people in, in the yes. audience. Like, thank you so much. Holding yes, that big checkup, right? Yes. yes I've, I, I've already yes. signed. Yeah. So now, um, once you win this competition, what's the next step after that? You the already next, know how this goes. Uh, the next Chante, step. So just tell it, right. Us Take it away, Shantae. <laughs> you know how the story ends. <laughs> so, right. So with this, uh, with partnering with manufacturing, with just imagine with me for a minute. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take you on a little journey. So just imagine you partner with a company that has their own manufacturing facilities. They have distribution to 151 countries around the world. What that does for a product like this is it, like I said, put it on express elevator, but they can create this in 30 to 60 days and it can be on store shelves. It can be in women's hands all around the world, whether my face or Dia's face or our names are attached to it does not matter. Right. As long as those checks come. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody's face can be on it. Exactly. The checks are written to the right place. Right. So (laughs) having my name on it, It doesn't matter. They can say, hey, we want to license this, but we don't want you to be a part of it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We are selfless to the dream. Selfless to the vision. Right. So it's like you can name it whatever you want to name it as long as we get this product out to women everywhere because it is a superior product. We've combined all the best features of traditional products without the, the subpar features into one 
very effective product that lasts longer. It's more, it's safer. It's more effective and um, it's less messy than anything that's on the market. So it's unparalleled by anything that's out there. So with having a company, a legacy player or someone who knows entrepreneurship, who knows innovation, who knows how to manufacture and distribute has a distribution channel already. That is my dream come true. All right. So you're one step closer. Yes. yes. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to learn more, is there a website for you right now? It is mm-hmm. um, deliverher.com. And that's www.deliver. It's in beta stage right now, but it should be completed by the end of this month. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and best of luck. Not that you need it because it's already, <coughs> you, you see it. She so it. It's, it's there. It's done. It's there. It. Thank you guys so much for having us. <laughs> thank you. Hey, stay with us. We got one more guest we're going to visit with. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Micah, I'm sorry you have to follow that act, buddy, but, uh, <laughs> Bringing it home for us for our live broadcast here at uh, Georgia State Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute for GSU ENI Radio. We have with us the founder and CEO with Never Been Standard, Mr. Micah Ford. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. So tell us about Never Been Standard. What are you doing for folks? Uh, Never Been Standard is a motivational uh, clothing line that identifies with people uh, like you all. Uh, that's pursuing their passions, their goals, and their dreams, and in, and at the same time, empower other people to follow their goals and their passions and their dreams. So I do so by I do so by providing quality clothing at a reasonable price. Um, I do so at pop up shops and via, on, via online. Uh, I have a website. Uh, thanks to Shopify and also thanks to the Main Street Fund for helping me have the funding to start wrong. I have a um, what is it? A relatable website to my target audience. So now, um, how has the fund helped you in growing the business outside of the money part? Has they have they given you any advice or any counsel or? Um, besides the funding, I've received counsel from MK um, and other people that's in this is inside the cohort. I've been able to collaborate with other people to help me grow my brand. Um, for instance, Inspire, I'm collaborating with them uh, this year, and uh, Eco Drop, I'm doing that as well. So now, how do you how do you collaborate with those folks? Um, we simply uh, they'll hit me up or I hit them up. Like for instance, Eco Drop, they uh, proposed this uh, deal where if people simply recycle like ten items, they would get like ten percent off on my website using a code. Um, and then uh, Inspire, we're doing something called uh, we're doing goal groups where we're trying to help people achieve their New Year's resolutions for twenty twenty. Because um, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. So we're trying to essentially break the standard on that. So now um, are you, you mentioned that it's an online shop right now that you have that people can buy the stuff? Yes, sir. So what uh, stuff's online? So uh, online I have, um, I just released my Black History in my hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Um, uh, well, the website first is never been standard, nvrbenstandard.com. And on the website, I have sweatshirts, hoodies, sweatpants, beanies, um, and I, I plan to drop uh, like accessory items like backpacks and uh, phone cases in the future. So now, how do you kind of get the stuff um, here and then offer it for sale? Like, do you have to stock the stuff, or how how is it being manufactured? Um, right now, I get it manufactured overseas in uh, Pakistan, and they uh, they make the clothes and they print it over there, and they simply ship it to me. 
and uh, I hold it in I hold it in my closet. I have a really big closet. That's your warehouse. Yeah, that's my warehouse. <laughs> <Private> <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to Target recently, and mm-hmm. I bought a uh, one of those uh, storage units, the storage drawers. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So, so that's my way. So when you're doing kind of clothing, I would imagine some of the challenges are like, how do you know what sizes to buy? Um, that's the biggest challenge. So thanks to Instagram, uh, I use polls. So uh, Instagram, I always ask people like, what are your sizes? And I go off from what's the biggest amount. Like, uh, for instance, I'm releasing crop tops and biker shorts for the uh, ladies this year. And um, I just went off like the main sizes because I understand when, uh, women's the way women's size set up is different for especially for bottoms, like their size, like the waist and thighs is different. So I go on, uh, I look up size charts from other big companies like Fashion Nova. Then I ask people on Instagram like their sizes, and I go from there. But I always get a small quantity because my closet is not that big to hold a thousand <laughs> products yet. <laughs> the, wa- the warehouse space, yeah. you have to grow into that. Mm-hmm. So now, um, when you went and you bought that first pile of clothing, right, and it comes to your warehouse. Mm-hmm. You're sorting through it. You're like, wow, I spent a lot of money on this stuff, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> and now I got to sell all this stuff. Yeah. Um, what was that? That had to be a little nerve wracking, right? It was, especially when I dropped um, my hoodies and my uh, sweatpants in the beginning of September after uh, Main Street Orientation. I was like, how am I going to sell 88 products? And thankfully, I was able to uh, break even. Um, I almost, almost sold out on it. I actually uh, started for, um going into january uh but it is like scary at first but i always have like backup plans uh, like for instance um there's a thrift store called ragarama you've ever heard it in the little five points mm-hmm. so if i ever have an instance where i can't move a product um if i ever get to that point i haven't got to that point yet i'll simply go there because at ragarama they buy sell and trade clothes there and uh they even said i can uh put my clothing line in their store yeah, off of, on a commission basis okay so then the, you know eventually it'll get sold yes and then, uh, so then you use the money from each run you do to buy the next run. Is that where you're at right now? Yeah. Um, well, for like, um, it depends. Uh, like for my shirt, when I did my shirts, yes. Uh, but for my hoodies and sweatpants, I just did it for like the next item. I used that funding towards the, my limited edition crew necks that I had. Um, and then, cause I'm not releasing those again till next year. Uh, and then, so I used, basically I used the fund to like next items. Cause most people are not going to see that item again. Only, only item people really see over and over again would be the t-shirts as of now until I get a little bit bigger. So now have you gotten to the point where people are like, you're selling out and you're rebuying and, and the t-shirts right now is oh, that yeah, the most, most popular items? Uh, right now the most popular item is the black history, my footy. Um, I had only got like 18 of those and I'm, I'm down to like seven left, I believe. I was seven or six. They're going fast. They're going you better, fast. You better hurry up. <laughs> Is there a, a never standard backstory or something that, that helps you sell this stuff? It just seems like such a crowded marketplace. It seems like maybe this never standard backstory might be part of what's going to help you differentiate. Um, yeah, for the most like, especially when I do pop shots, when I go to Spellman or if I go somewhere else, uh, I simply tell them it's never been standard. The clothing line inspires uh outstanding individuals like yourself because I don't see nobody as standard. I give them the spill like what the words stand for and the colors in it because I because uh, in psychology colors and words have meaning. Um, so I give them the whole spill. But uh, something I really don't tell people, but it's on my about page, is that uh, how um you don't have to be uh you don't have to be you don't have to go to college. You don't have to have a four point oh. You don't have to. 
follow anybody else's dreams. You just have to be the best you because I, too, was a college dropout. I, too, got fired from my job. But all those all those instances that uh, had me that brought me to my lowest point in my life has helped me grow into a better person and a better entrepreneur. And I was able to learn from it so people can relate to that, especially since um, I'm providing a quality clothing at a little at a reasonable price, like against like uh instead of big brands like Nike and uh, Adidas and Champion. So now, for you, getting involved with the uh, Main Street Fund has that kind of it gave you some money. But it, are you ready for the demo day to take the business, you know, in front of the bunch of people that can, you know, like like Shante and Dia mentioned, they could take you to the next level. They can get you on that express lane. Oh, most definitely, because um, I definitely have the connections overseas to provide at least 10,000 products within a month because they always asking me when you're going to do big orders. I'm like, when I get there. <laughs> so uh, I'm always, I pride myself on being able to negotiate. My advisor in Student Life says I ha- uh, my biggest trait uh, is that my woo, I can persuade people because it's like either you work for me or you either work with me or you work without me. You're just going to be watching my story. So, um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, confidence is important. <laughs> it is <That's> absolutely important. <laughs> um, so, uh, but with demo day, I'm definitely prepared because I want to be in big box stores like Champs and feel like I, like I've already like vision like you have. Like I've seen the vision. Like I, it's happening regardless, one way or another. It's gonna happen. And uh, also vision because um, I recently donated jerseys to a youth basketball team because in the future. I plan to make jerseys for the NBA and NFL by like at least 2022 because uh, American suppliers at least charge it. Um, they overpriced their jerseys more than what I get, and I get it for the same quality overseas. So that's my big goals. So now Shante has a partner. Do you have a partner? This is just you're still running this show solo. Um. Well, I wouldn't really say I'm solo dolo. Um. Because my uh. My god brother in uh Delaware, he helped fund the business back in um twenty seventeen before I launched in twenty eighteen. He gave me like one third of the startup money when we started off with just regular dingy t shirts. And um but then I, I have brand ambassadors now. Uh they made they really just um like they just promote on Instagram and then they get commission off their discount codes. So that's what I do now. So how'd you set that up? That's good advice for some young person that wants to get something going to get some brand ambassadors working for you. I, I just got my friends. Um, and then I was going to start with like two or three. But then like when word got out, people kept asking. And I was like, ooh, I'm kind of scared. But then I thought about it. Why not? Why not have 20 brand ambassadors to see what happens? And like uh, like you said, um, you give people a task and you really see who's really going to work for you. Because even though I got 20 brand ambassadors, it's only like really five of them that, you know, really share and stuff. And that's why I really know who really work for me. So if I do get bigger, I'll be able to do like uh, another level of being a brand ambassador. Like um, you get paid for each po- uh, page post. Like every time you post something with my brand on, you can get paid on it. Um, so now, but when you had it, how would somebody execute a brand ambassador plan? So you created some codes to give yeah. to your brand ambassadors. And then when they shared it and then somebody bought something from those codes, you were able to compensate them in some manner. Yeah. So uh, let's say running like this. So say, for instance, uh, you buy a shirt for $10 on my website and you use your code and um, just say your code is Radio X. Your your code is like uh, 10%, 10 or 15% off. And then, um, and that 10, well, how do I base it? Yeah, so I do 10%. 
So it's fifteen percent for the customer now and ten percent for you. Um so then so, the customer gets some money off mm-hmm. and then the brand ambassador gets a commission mm-hmm. for and each sale. Every time that that code's used. Every time the code's used. Uh, and so I how do you see. keep track of that? Uh, Shopify. Uh, oh, uh, so Shopify has a brand ambassador. They don't have, um, no, it's not a program in it. It's more so with the discount codes because each discount code is personalized. Mm-hmm. So um, every somebody is like Shelly23, another one is like Vontae10. Every time that code is used, I'm like, hey, someone use your discount code. You know, you're going to get your commission off this uh, item. And then like, I, I notify them because wow. they don't know. I, I know. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. It sounds like Thank you've you. come a long way since the last time we talked. Yes, I Making have. Making progress. Always. Moving the ball. So one more time, if somebody wants to learn more and wants to get a hold of the soon-to-be-sold-out Black History Month hoodie, uh, you uh, you can follow me on Instagram. There's a link in the description uh, at N, the letter N, B-S, uh, like boy and soccer, apparel. Um, or you can uh, go to directly to my website. It's never been standard, N-V-R, Ben, B-E-E-N, standard.com. Good stuff, Micah. Congratulations, and thank you for sharing your story. All right. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.